What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the Vanguard Project. Uh, for those of you tuning in for the first time, uh, my name is Austin Jardine, and uh, with me is my buddy, Mr. Tyler Johnson. How's it going? So uh, this episode is going to be a little different, so we're going to publish this on, on Friday um, in place of the musings of a madman. So for those of you you know, tuning in for the first time, um, this podcast focuses on really sharing information, knowledge, telling stories, all sorts of stuff like that, kind of tapping into people's mindsets, what they've done, how they've got to where they're at. And Fridays, um, usually what we'll do is we'll do a segment called Musings of a Madman, which is kind of me just sitting down, shooting the shit, telling you things that I've learned along the way and, and kind of sharing my story a little bit. Um, today, Tyler and I are going to share uh, some information that we've been learning hunting. So um over the past couple of weeks i think man i don't even know probably for the past six weeks or so you and i've been out pretty consistently whether it be scouting you got your early season deer tag so we've been out kind of it feels like fucking i mean all over 39 yeah so uh what we wanted to do is kind of sit down because we i feel like we've learned a lot over the past couple of weeks you've been hunting for many many moons and i have not so you've been teaching me a lot of things and we've learned a lot about like glassing picking areas you and i've been backpack hunting it feels like a lot mm -hmm. um so yeah i think that that's kind of what we want to do today but before we get into it um want to give a shout out to the people that that do make this episode possible and uh tyler you can you can look at me and laugh while i do this but you know this episode today is brought to you by eberly stock and uh, eberly stock has been a part of my shenanigans for a long time now they've been supporting me in a lot of ways and uh you know, want to give them a huge shout out for making a lot of these escapades and in, in hunting possible so we've been running quite a bit of their gear over the past couple of weeks um you know their hoodies and the pants i think the bruno hoodie is probably one of my favorite pieces just because it's great you know for all the high activity stuff you know a lot of the aerobic you know exercises you're going through hiking through the hills keeping the sun off keeping you getting from fried and everything and blending in i think it was funny because this last weekend you and i were up and i was trying to flag you down because i was seeing something moving and you're like i can't fucking see you <laughs> yeah that was that was kind of crazy too because we had already made that plan of like hey you're gonna go right up this direction and i didn't plan on moving which i don't know if that's what contributed to it but it took your hat for me to pick you up <laughs> which is amazing yeah yeah so if you guys are getting ready for your season um i would encourage you to uh give them a call and uh, talk to my buddy tucker let him know that uh, austin from the vanguard project uh sent you and he'll get you hooked up and uh but yeah let's get after it man let's start yeah. talking so let's just start with i mean when did when did you and i first go out we went out a couple of weeks ago and i don't remember how it started yeah so I think it was Instagram, like, we've we've kind of been, like, I don't know, courting each other. Yeah. Through it's, social media. It's been cute, but not, like, not, like, flirty enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Then we really amped it up when uh, we had the tags, the two tags we drew. Yep. Um, for me, you know, I'll start off because I'm the first tag in the season, and my tag was a Unit 39 early season Idaho deer tag. And that's, that's for, uh, a buck antlered animal. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and it presented, it's not, it's not over. So it's presenting like very unique challenges. Yeah. Cause, cause it's September, right? right. So it started September one, I think is when it, it kicked off for you. Right. And that was a pain in the ass, I think, because I don't know anything about, you know, really kind of the patterning the migrations mm -hmm. anything of animals so for us i think that the big learning curve is 
where where are deer this early in the season? Absolutely. Because we've been in incredibly high altitude. So, like, we've been in areas where we've been about 9,000 feet. Mm -hmm. And the challenge was, do we do we want to hike it? Because it's... Where do we start? Yeah, right. Where do we start? It, there's a lot of timber. It's not necessarily... I wouldn't say it's, like, thick timber because it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's been burned. But... It's fucking steep. Well, even more so, let's talk about what we, we were targeting in those areas. Mm -hmm. Because you can find high elevation, but not get what you want out of it. Okay. And, I mean, you and I have been through so many conversations in the car where you watch me kick myself. Like, man, <laughs> like I just need to commit to this, but I don't feel it. You know, and we, we'll never know if that's right or wrong. You know, but the, the number one thing is... is we're ruling things out. Yeah. So first and foremost, if you t get a tag like this, invest in your glass because you're going to be sitting behind it for a long time because the days are as long as they are hot. Yep. Yeah. Oh, and remember, so I guess when we first started going out, uh, you had a couple different places you picked out that you wanted to go look. Yeah. So we went and we started sitting down. And it's funny because... To me, when I first started getting into hunting, right, I, I thought of it as the uh, you park, you set up camp, and you, you hike your ass off, right? Mm -hmm. And I think the first time you and I went out, um, I don't think it was that. I mm -hmm. think that you and I immediately were like, okay, get your tent, get your food, we're fucking going back. And, you know, you put a pin on the map, and you're like, we're hiking, and we're moving. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was funny because, like, I was of the impression that, like, when you sit down and, and hike, hold on, the freaking mics, out of, out of the room. No, so it was funny because, like, when you and I first started going out, I, you know, my impression of hunting was setting up camp, right, and then hiking out of camp. Mm -hmm. And then when you and I first started going, it was not that, right? Mm -hmm. We, you, we got our tents all situated and everything. I was definitely totally overpacked because I didn't know what to prepare for. But it was funny because, I had always thought of hunting, right? You hike in, you sit down, you kind of wait for animals yeah. and like you, you're going to find them no matter what. I was super disillusioned to the fact that like deer everywhere, right? Like it should be a super easy kill, mm -hmm. super easy to find them. And that wasn't the case because when you and I started going out, you, you're funny because like you don't want to sit still. Yeah. Right. You like to get up and you are constantly moving. Yeah. And so you'd end up kicking yourself in the ass because you'd be like, man, like we didn't see anything. This is the perfect area. I'm still not feeling it. And I got to mm -hmm. keep moving. Yeah. And uh, so I think that's one thing that we've learned mm -hmm. is um, you got to sit still for a yeah. little while. Yeah. Yeah. And to kind of build off of that, it's like I'm, I'm very much of a feeling kind of person. I have to believe in what I'm doing. Right. You know, and I think a lot of people identify like that. I'm just a lot more complicated. <laughs> okay. Very honest. Like, yeah. It's it's a very mental process for me. It's it's ritualistic. Right? So for me, when I approach these areas, like, what I... Actually, let me backtrack here. What I figured out in this beginnings of our courting was I forgot how to mule deer hunt everything was elk okay um if you remember it was like oh yeah man this is a sweet area yeah we put up a game cam and we end up with just a giant bull <laughs> that's right that's what it was yep <laughs> we put a giant bull on camera and this thing was super awesome i mean if 
if it was an elk tag, like we would never left. No, no. I mean, it, it was everything we wanted, but I had to have that conversation with myself. Like if I stay here, I'm going to waste this tag, you know? So then we start into the ritual of yep. what we're looking at. Yep. That's right. I forgot that that's where mm -hmm. we started was at the very top. Yeah. Yeah. And we set the game cam up and you got, there was one buck that you yeah. end up seeing. Yeah. It was a good one, but it wasn't on the terms we wanted. It, it's not, it, I mean, we could still have that buck in that area and we don't know what he's doing now. Yeah. It fits our climate. It fits the cover, but it's just not really conducive to the way we hunt. Yeah. You know, I love to hunt, but I'll tell you what, the buck is not worth waiting all day for it. You know, you could wait, wait, wait. And yeah, maybe you get that opportunity, but I like, I really like hunting because you get to experience so many different variables. Um, for instance, like us just finding these new areas, like it's, it's amazing. A lot of people don't get a chance to see these areas that right. we've seen this year. And the knowledge we've gained just by moving and not sitting. Yeah. That's, that's the stuff that drives me yeah. is, you know, we had that conversation in the car when we decided to, that I was going to sit down with you. It was, you had mentioned something about the fact of like, Hey, you know, I, I like doing these things because I'm passionate about it. Mm -hmm. I, I don't, I'm not driven by the best or, you know, not that you aren't wanting to be the best, but it's not, that's not what drives you. Right. Which that's what drives me to being indecisive. <laughs> so it was a really good aha moment where I'm like, yeah, like this is a freaking sweet hunting partner partnership that we have. Right. It's very balanced. It is. It is. And to kind of continue building off of that. So I think that, you know, for people that aren't aware of that conversation, right, what you and I had been talking about was, um, when you hunt, mm -hmm. you hunt really hard, mm -hmm. right? You like to be always moving. The location you need to be, you, location you're going to be at needs to feel, be, look perfect. Yeah. Right? So when you get to a spot, if it doesn't have the right amount of timber, mm -hmm. if it doesn't have the right amount of sunlight, for instance, if you don't feel when you get into a spot, um, you'll camp there maybe if you're mm -hmm. lucky. Um, otherwise you're hiking to the next ridge yeah. to the next ridge and you wouldn't, and like, and this isn't bad, right? This is just the way that you hunt, but like you wouldn't give it the time, yeah. right? You wouldn't sit and stare at it for mm -hmm. an hour or two to kind of check it out. Yeah. And, uh, so then that's kind of what some of these original, probably the first two or three places you and I went to, right? Mm -hmm. Honestly, no, it was probably the first four because yeah. up until this last weekend is when you and I had the conversation about like, Hey, let's, let's sit. Right. Yeah. And so, because we would go to these locations where, you know, the hiking was, it, it wasn't like tough. Mm -mm. I mean, I mean, it was tough, but it wasn't like impossible. And there was one spot that, that we went to and we hiked back, what was it, like four or five miles. Yeah. And we slept on top, you know, of a, of a finger. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, I think that we sat there for an hour you know, and it was at like eight or nine o'clock in the morning and you're like, this doesn't feel right anymore. Yeah. And we called it. And so now, um, after kind of talking, because what you were saying is you're driven by, it needs to be the perfect spot. Yeah. It needs to be the perfect buck, the perfect day at the perfect time. Yeah. Right. And you know, my perception of hunting and kind of all things, you know, and I will talk about this more is like, you know, yeah, 
like ideally it would be cool to get like you know a four point buck or whatever right yeah. something massive mm-hmm. and i don't even know if that's massive right but like get something that like i can come home and be like fucking hey this thing is like i don't ever have to hunt again because i earned this i did it you know yeah. whereas like my feeling behind hunting is like i'm in it to learn how to do things to experience right. it to kind of be aware of what it takes to make this possible right and i like having to go through the exercise of like okay i had to hike this far to get it done i had to sit here for you know two hours to glass it and then i had to find it identify it and then put the stock on make the shot you know make Mm -hmm. all of these things happen and i don't care if it's in like the perfect spot or not it's like you know yeah i like the i like the struggle of hiking in and camping and making you know feeling like a man honestly like like that's part of like i think you and i talked about that is it's like there's a sense of like earning it but it's also like i don't care if it's like the perfect spot you know like i i don't i don't it doesn't need to be rolling hillsides with fucking aspens a thousand feet tall Mm -hmm. or what redwoods you know i just Mm -hmm. it's like so that was kind of the differentiation between us is is this last weekend what we learned is we had the spot that for all intents and purposes like it was perfect yeah you know we had north and south facing slopes that we could glass off of that were super easy to get to from camp mm-hmm. right and we had we were a long ways away from anything i i think mm-hmm. right and uh we had the the year's burn which is the thin timber that we've mm-hmm. been targeting this whole time uh coupled with the fact that we're we're getting to the elevation yeah you know and for me, kind of like sharing my thoughts is what what plays into this perfect spot is we have to be seeing tracks. Yep. So I believe, I still believe in that spot. It's just not a September deer spot. No. Um, and it may not be a September elk spot because we didn't see any elk either. Up there. Except I, I, I for the one bear. That tried to attack you. That's true. The one fucking bear. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't a bear. It was a fucking cow. (laughs) We got up there at like midnight and I heard rustling next to the truck. And like he's over behind me like taking a piss. And I'm like, dude, there's something here. And I hear rustling. And it was big. Like it it was something massive, right? And I was like, oh my God. Oh Jesus. I was like, dude, something's here. Something's here. And he like clenches up and grabs the flashlight. And I'm like in the tailgate, like getting ready to like Rambo this bitch. And sure enough, this little cow's just standing there staring at me. And I was like, you fucking thing. So funny. Scared the shit. I slept so good that night. It was like, I think the like adrenaline dump passed out. Yeah. There I am jumped on top of the pickup. (laughs) And, uh, I believe I was like, Oh no, it's a bull. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you're like, it's a bull. It's a bull. And I was like, how do you know it's a bull? Like, So if you're unfamiliar with this hunting process, everything's what you want it to be. Oh, yeah. And that's a rule. Like, I don't care who you are. You've always hunted with this guy. If you've hunted in a hunting party, there's a guy who can invent whatever he wants. Yeah, and you're that I guy. Am, I am that guy. <laughs> well, because it happened like last weekend. We yeah. were fucking, um, so we were out. In a place that I never would have expected there to be a bear, right? Like, yeah. it's like low foothills, summer, whatever. It's hot. Yeah. And uh, we're out hiking back, and uh, out of nowhere, you go, bear. And I was like, what? And I look up, and sure as shit, there's this black bear 80 yards away, like, running across, like, on the game trail, and then books it back up. And we both just kind of stood there like, what the fuck? And then everything we saw after that it's was a bear. A bear. 
A big bear. A big bear. <laughs> yeah. Like I think there was at least one or two times that we each stopped and looked up on the hill up above us and is a cow, yeah. right? Like cattle. And we're like, it's a bear. Yeah. Everything's a bear. Yeah. Yep. So we're getting back to our perfect hunting spot. Okay. Um, which drugs my mind. Okay. If anybody listening to this would like to share their opinion on sharing country with sheep herders and cattle country, please chime in because we have been debating on whether or not this affects your deer or elk hunting. Yeah. Does it bump them and push them out? Yeah. Or are they taking vegetation and making these animals move? Caveat to that. That's what got us off of our first spot. Mm -hmm. We stopped seeing the animals on our game cams after the sheep moved in, which is kind of coincidental as that's what turned up our big buck. Yeah. But we kind of shut the doors on that because then that area really turned into an elk area predominantly, which it always was, like we admitted. Yeah. Um, now we're at our 7,200 foot mark Mm -hmm. and we're not getting what we want. Well, there was nothing up there. We saw one doe on the way up, but that was, that was probably still 5,600 feet would be my guess. 5,000 feet. In private land. On private land. Mm -hmm. Yep. And we had 10 miles plus before we got to anywhere, anywhere near, um, public land. And by the time we got up there. You know, it, it showed all, like, the geographic signs of yeah. what deer would want, right? You it was had, exact. That was, like... Textbook. I fell in love. Yeah. We walked over that ridge, and I believe the conversation was, is, why are we going over here? We have this right here. Yeah. And then we both walk over, and it's like... Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap. I mean, this was... Like, I still... I can imagine every ridge. I mean, besides the point we glassed all of it. But. Yep. Yeah. But we get up there and we see no, I didn't see, I, I didn't see any tracks, fresh tracks. There no. was nothing. There was no scat. There was no tracks. Nothing fresh. Nothing. Yeah. And so I think in that spot we glassed, I think we talked about this probably five hours total. Yeah. And that was something that, that, I'm curious to know, maybe another question is how long does a person typically glass in a location before they feel the need to move on? And when you move on, how far do you move? Mm-hmm. Right? Because us, we had two different ridges that we, or we had one ridge that we could glass um, north and south. Yeah. And on both sides that opened up to hundreds of acres. Yeah. I don't even know, like just a gigantic amount of area that we could sit and stare at well and that kind of leads me into this other question that your buddy Mm -hmm. uh, scott scott um i don't remember who he's with but the guy the guy obviously knows his stuff yep uh he educated us and it it kind of felt like a very simple answer but i had no idea yeah so i text so i messaged so i've interviewed scott reekers right Mm -hmm. and so he and i have been in contact just kind of over random stuff here and there. And so, um, I messaged him cause he's a mule deer. I think he, I think he said a mule deer fanatic. I always forget, but he loves hunting Wyoming muleys. Right. Yeah. 
And so I reached out to him and I was like, hey, dude, you know, we've got this spot. Everything seems like it should stack up. We're not finding any deer. Mm -hmm. What advice do you have? And uh, he said, um, uh, what was it? Feeding midday. So if you're, your first thing he asked was how, how early did you get out? Yeah. And I said, well, you know, we started at 630 yesterday. I didn't tell him, but we slept in <laughs> on Saturday morning. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, ended up, um, he's like, okay, so they come out, I think he said half hour before sunlight. Yeah, the big ones. B yeah. And so half hour before sunlight, I'm like, okay, that's good to know. A little late for, <laughs> for a little late for now. Yeah. And uh, he was like, but then between um, 12 and 2, on a south-facing side is right. when they'll start to start feeding up before the shadows start to move. I Which, was like, that was my misconception. The, we, right. That's what had, I thought, too. We got knowledge from somebody that we trust. And I don't think it's incorrect, but I just think there's more into it that I didn't ask or we didn't ask. Yeah. Um, I was, once again, falling into my perfect setup idea. It has to be a northern-facing slope. I don't know if you recognize it. I was really at odds with myself because I'm like, man, this does not feel yes. like where animals are. Yep. Like, and even if they're here, like, what are we going to do about it? There's nothing we can do. Yeah, great. Like, oh, look, there's an animal. Am I going to waste my time on a crappy shot? Yeah. Just a wounded animal at best. So getting this, I'll call it a revelation because it really made sense. Yeah. Yeah, it put things together uh, from your buddy Scott. Mm -hmm. It it let me know we have, well, you let me know we have to rule this spot out. Yeah. We're not going to waste this advice. In, I mean, we took it head on, and from that point, I felt like my glassing got better. Ten times better. Yeah. Mind you, I'm not much of a glasser, as you can tell. I'm more <laughs> of a run-and-gun kind of guy. <laughs> So, yeah, no, that's true. Because after I texted Scott, I could tell that you were like, this place is a bust. Yeah. And, and I could feel it too. Right. Yeah. Like I, I was definitely of the same opinion. I was like, Hey, we've been out here. I don't see anything. I don't feel like mm -hmm. there's jack shit, but I was like, I don't, I, with someone that knows their stuff like Scott, right? Like yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to ask for advice and then not put it to use. Yeah. You know, like to me that feels negligent, I guess. It's disrespectful. Very much so. Yeah. And so I reached So I was like, okay, here's the deal. Like, we're up here. The road we took to get there was, like, not pretty. You know, like, I mean, like, it was pretty. It was, it was definitely an ATV road. <laughs> we should have been on a four-wheeler. Yeah, yeah. We really should have. And so I was like, listen, I, I don't want to ask for advice. That's sound advice. We have a spot that we can go do this on, right? Yeah. Like, we could, we could take advantage of what we've got. Mm -hmm. And it's literally... Like it's, we're not, it's not putting us out to go do it. Right. Yeah. I was like, so I would like, I feel like it's important that we go take this and at least go sit for a couple hours. Cause it's almost noon. Right. I think it was like 10 30, 11 o'clock. Yeah. I was like, it's, we've got time to go sit there, post up and just hang out. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, listen, like, I know you're the type of guy that wants to like keep moving, but like, let's make sure that we rule this place out and, and yeah. take advantage of it. And I think part of what we want to get to kind of later on in this conversation is the, the healthy like banter, I guess yeah. you could say back and forth between hunting partners. Yeah. Because what we did after that is I was like, okay, let's go sit. So we went and we found the rock. We sat up there. It was super, I thought it was actually really comfortable. It was like, awesome. Was super happy. And we sat there for two and a half hours, three yeah. hours, I think. I don't even know, but we turned the game into uh glassing into a game. Yeah. Right. Because the things that we've learned 
as far as being hunting partners is um, how to communicate. And that's, you know, dual-edged sword, I guess, is the word I'm looking for. But for any partnership is you have to find common ground Mm -hmm. and you have to trust. And you got to be able to kind of be very honest with each other. And if you're not communicating on the same field, that's where things get into trouble. Yeah. Which is what you're you're getting at here yep. yeah because i i don't mind sitting and glassing right um i like being able to kind of know that there's nothing moving mm-hmm. and i also think it's extremely challenging i think glassing is glassing is not something that you can just go do and be successful at yeah i think that you have to like go practice it yes and then you know like for instance like i'm not the one technically hunting i don't have the one with a tag so if i spot an animal and I can't communicate it to you, mm-hmm. right? Like, what good am I? Yeah. You know? And so for us having the common ground of, hey, listen, you know, yeah, I agree. I think that this is a bust, but I don't think we've ruled it out. Mm-hmm. You know, me being able to say that to you without you being like, oh, fuck off. Like, you yeah. don't fucking know. So much as like, dude, like, we've got advice. We've got location. Yeah. Let's just give it a shot. But then when we started sitting down and actually glassing, we were kind of trying a couple different things out, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I've talked to a couple people you know, prior I've watched YouTube videos on how to, how to glass and kind of turning it into a grid system. So like going, you know, across one way, nice and slow, stopping occasionally. Right. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, going all the way down the mountain and then going, you know, a different direction, maybe up and down across the mountain, kind of just checking for ear flicks, white butts, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But then also you started saying, Hey, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to find a landmark. I'm going to walk you in. Yeah. Because like the way that you describe things is not how I would have. Right. And so that was a game that you would you would turn or you turned it into a game so that now, you know, I would say that we're not perfect at it, yeah. but being able to walk each other in on spots, hides. We're taking advantage of our time as well. Yep. You know, we're not getting frustrated out there and turning it in for the day because we're not seeing what we want. You know, that's hunting. You know, and p- part of hunting is you got to put in the time. You got to be out there. In the worst situations, you got to take the the good with the bad. Yeah, and really, that was the funnest part of our day. Yeah, like it was. And honestly, I think that's a that's a good point, right? Taking advantage of the time mm-hmm. because, like, I think Saturday Saturday had I been excited about getting up and glassing, yeah. I probably would have gotten up much earlier. You know, I think that you know thinking about making it a game now makes it a little bit more exciting because when you when you get busted right Mm -hmm. you know it's like why the fuck you were saying this the other day like why do i want to get up yeah it's like if i know there's nothing out here or i feel like there's nothing out here like why why would i bother yeah and then if you're like well you know i've got my buddy who's gonna we're gonna make a game out of it and it's gonna be kind of fun and yeah i'm gonna learn something new yeah well then you've got something to live for i guess you could say yeah you're you're waking up for a reason yeah you know i like for me you know, going into that kind of like hostile approach to hunting that I have, Mm -hmm. I kind of look at it as like earning a day. Okay. You know, I hear a lot of these military guys, they say like, earn your day Mm -hmm. or earn your, or earn your lunch, stuff like that. Yeah. Like, I don't feel like waking up to go sit down is earning pre, let me, let me backpedal here that previously I felt this way, Yeah. which is what really turned me off. To this hunting, you know, I'm not, I'm not an antler hunter. 
if I found a, a big buck, which is my goal every single time I go out there, I'm obviously going to take it. But I'm telling you, it's hard to turn down those fork bucks too. Because <laughs> I just, I love hunting, you know, and it's, that's my biggest reward. It's, I'm earning my day by just doing something. Right. You know, and when it becomes physical, like I relate to that. Yeah. It's like, I know a lot of, a lot of people don't want to do this, which makes me feel like it's right. Okay. That's fair. So on the same note, I, I know 75% of hunters do not like to glass. <laughs> yeah. You know, so let's turn it that into a game, right? We're doing what others don't want to do. Yeah. But you can switch those numbers to the success rate of people who do glass. Yeah. If you glass, your success rate goes through the roof. And then add waking up early. Yeah. Yeah. And getting into a spot that you can kind of maximize, yeah. you know, the area that you can see. And having good glass is yeah. something that, that you... Well, so I learned it last year, right? Yeah. But you learned it just recently, right? Because you just upgraded your binos. Yeah. And they're significantly better. Absolutely. And uh, it's nuts because, so like you had, you had, you had the setup this last weekend cause you had your fancy little tripod and mm -hmm. your binos and you would just sit there and you could, you could pan yeah. super easy across and, and see things, Yeah, which I, which I just bought a super cheap tripod that I'm curious to see how it, how it holds up. Cause mm -hmm. you know, I, I don't, I, I have a hard time buying expensive things like tripods yeah. or expensive tripods. Well, we're both married. Yeah. And uh, it's not so much we have a hard time. Well, I, I do. I do because I've got like my, my fun money and it's like, okay, do I want to spend, yeah. you know, $300 on, you know, three carbon fiber legs? No, not really. Yeah. How am I going to explain <laughs> this? That's, that's my thought process is like, man, like I could stretch this out through the year, <laughs> I know. but at some point, like I got to answer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel like, I feel like this weekend was a, was a big win. And it's funny because we, we talked about that on the mountain too, on our mm -hmm. way down. Right. And it's like, you looked at me and you're like, are you getting frustrated? And I was like, no, not really. Like I'm bummed. Right. Like I still have this, I'm disillusioned to thinking that every time I go out, I'm going to see something. Yeah. Right. But you were kind of talking through all the things that we've learned and that's actually how this episode came out. Right. And kind of depending on how the rest of the hunting season and our schedules line up, how the next couple episodes, yeah. you know, Friday episodes are going to be, but, um, is like, yeah, you know, I might be frustrated that like we haven't seen anything, mm -hmm. but to what you were talking about are all of the things that I've learned, you know, and that yeah. you've learned because when we first started, I didn't know how to track, Yeah, you know, I, I couldn't pick out the difference between a cow print and a, and a, and a, and an elk, yeah. for instance, you know, but now I can look at it and I can know, you know, okay, cow or bull, I can look at deer tracks and go, okay, you know, um, buck or doe. And I can tell you which direction they're going with, mm -hmm. you know, to relative confidence, how fresh it's going to be. Yeah. And, um, you know, like over the past couple of weeks, that's something that I've learned. And obviously, you know, there's a difference between like knowing what it looks like and being successful at tracking, for yeah. instance. Yeah. But then, you know, that's one thing that I've learned through the trial and error. And yeah. then glassing is something that we're starting to learn now. For and sure. And there was just an onslaught of other things. And I think one thing that I've, I'm really narrowing down and I've got my, my back here is how to pack and how to be prepared for it. Right. Yeah. Like I used to overpack to the nines and yeah. now it's like, okay, I literally need like 
if, if we're not backpack hunting, right? Yeah. It's like, okay, I need water, coffee, snacks, and a kill kit. Yeah. And we're good to go. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And kind of building off that, like, I'm underprepared. So, <laughs> which brought what? us to our other conversation yeah. of, like, that communication. You know, that's, you have to have these conversations of like, hey, I'm going to bring this. Yep. And if you don't have something, you don't freaking have it. Yeah. Like, I think hunting gets lost in the amount of money that you feel you have to spend. That's very true. So, like, your hunting buddy may have it. Yeah. Or the ability to get it. It's not like you're using them, but <coughs> don't. Don't hunt to be walking through the woods as a thousand dollar bill. It doesn't make you better. Doesn't make you kill more animals. You still gotta learn. Like be humble. And I think humility is really what I'm getting at. Yeah. Like if I think about it, like I would love to have the best everything. Yeah. Because that goes into what we said about like that's my idea of perfection. But I can't afford it, and you can't lose sight of it's it's fun. Yeah. It's an escape. It's a game. It's a challenge. Brings you back to, like, the most primal side of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, with the, the gear side, for instance, of borrowing things, for instance, right? Like, when you and I go out, I feel like we've got it pretty well down. Um, but uh, as far as, like our packing situation now, you know, it's kind of funny because like when we go out, if we're going out for, you know, let's say we're backpacking, right. We're not, we're not setting up base camp or whatever. It's, um, uh, we'll set up if we're backpacking, um, it'll be, uh, we're taking your tent. Mm -hmm. I've got all the food, right. Game bags. And then you've got like rifle and kind of any other gizmos and gadgets more or less. Right. And so it's like, okay, as soon as we, you know, we're off the races, it's like, okay, I know what I've got in my bag. You know what you've got in yours. We can bounce things off of each other if need be. And then like within five minutes of parking, we're, we're on the move. Yeah. And then like when we leave and let's say we're setting up base camp, for instance, right? It's like, okay, you know, we're taking your tent because it's bigger. Yeah. Right. Or, or if we're, we're driving separately, I'll sleep in my, my camper and you'll, you'll throw your tent up and we'll be good to go. Mm-hmm. But it's like, okay, I've got, you know, propane stove all the cooking stuff already ready to go. So it's like literally we throw that in whosoever truck we're taking. And then, you know, one or two days beforehand or the day of, it's like, Hey, I'm grabbing food. Okay, cool. You're paying for gas, whatever. Everything's good. And we're square. Yeah. And this, this has become so common. Like this is our common practice that we just know, like it's not that awkward conversation of, hey, do you mind? It's like, all right, sweet, man. Like, we're, we're taking my rig. Like, so you're getting food. Yep. And, like, that doesn't bother me at all. No. It's freaking awesome. Yep. And I like the point that you made about not spending a $1,000, right? So, like, I've been fortunate to have, you know, some friends in the industry and, and kind of work through and, you know, Everly Stock being able to get gear in my hands and, yeah. you know, kind of helping me get started in a lot of these things. But, like, there's other things that I don't have, yeah. right? Or, or like, I'm not willing to go spend a fortune on. Yeah. So, like, I can, like, let's say let's say we're camping and it's, and it's late November, right? Yeah. Okay, well, if I can't take my truck or I'm going carpooling or whatever, 
you find ways to make it happen mm-hmm. anyways. So like if I'm in a tent camp in November, right? Yeah. Okay, well I can take a sleeping bag, a little buddy's heater, mm-hmm. and you know, when you throw a tarp over a tent, it actually does it, it works really well keeping heat in. Yeah. So it's like, hey, even though I I can't afford like a negative thirty sleeping bag, I can still go sleep and be comfortable, right? Yeah. Um, or it's like, hey, you know, like Tucker, for instance, he's got one of the Cabela's guide you know, 15 layer burrito fucking sleeping bags. That's good to Antarctic temperatures. It's like, Hey dude, can I borrow that? You know? Oh yeah. I'm not going out this weekend. You know, just steam it when you get back or whatever. Nice. You know? So it's like, it's like being humble enough to say, Hey, listen, I want to do something and I want to be comfortable. Yeah. You know? And I like, that's your gear review. Huh? That's your gear review. I feel like a lot of these purchases, that even you and I have made since this year of hunting has been based on our own experiences with that. Yeah. You know, for me, it's like my pack that I'm running right now. It's not adjusted right. It, yeah. Or it wasn't. Yeah. We stop in at Everly Stock and Tucker, man, the guy's got a ton of knowledge. Yeah. He schooled me so bad. Like, I was like, man. Am I doing things wrong? Yeah. And, you know, him being as humble as he is reassured me. He's like, no, dude, like not a lot of people know how to load their pack up. Yeah. You know, which thankfully you went and did a video on it. Yeah. That's actually what spurred it. Right. Is I didn't know, you know, like I know, I know of load lifters and I've played with them before, but like to the extent of our conversation and what he did, cause you've got your mystery ranch pack, right? And so the frame is different than mine. Yeah, it's right? more flexible. Yeah. And it's built to be lightweight. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas mine's mine's a little bit heavier but much more rigid. Right. You know? And so after sitting down with Tuck, like he he like literally disassembled your pack. Yeah, yeah. He he told me this is all wrong. I'm gonna fix it. <laughs> Look at this Everly stock guy fixing a mystery ranch pack. And I'm like, dude, that's so awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, it's funny because I've tried, um, I try, I hate spending like a ton of money mm-hmm. on like gear, Yeah, you know, like I, I love quality, but there's some stuff that like, I'm like, Hey, do I really need to spend that much to perform a function? Yeah. And like, yeah, you know, there, there are definitely, there are definitely things that you can't get around like boots. And like, yeah. I know that I've complained, uh, complain might be strong. I don't feel like I complained, but like, no, I wouldn't say complained. I've told you about yeah. my boots. Cause like I had my Solomon's cause I was like, man, these things should be great. They're super comfy. Yeah. And then we were hiking through like whatever we, we went off trail. And I think that's a good point that needs to be made is Solomon's are great boots, Yeah. but we went off trail Yeah. and they're not so great. No, I, I, and it's funny cause like I'm carrying literally like water and snacks Yeah. and I almost rolled my ankle yeah, probably a half a dozen times in the past couple of weeks. Yeah, and I ended up having to go back because like they're they're the mid, you know they they don't they don't go they go up to my ankle not mm-hmm. much past. Yeah, whereas like you know you've got your Hoffmans. Yeah, which they go like to your knees. They're yeah. your hooker boots. Yeah, they're they're tall. But with that being said, when we we're going through those willows, I mean anybody who's walked through willows knows how bad they grab your legs up, mm-hmm. and if you have even a little bit of weight that'll put you off center or you have something in your hands, like you're, you're probably going down. Yeah. You know, and thankfully none of us got injured on the mountain. Cause I, that's another point. We haven't made that conversation yet. Yeah. 
what do we do? Well, it's, so it's funny you say that because so one, I've got my Garmin, which is good for, um, I think, I think that the, I don't think I have insurance, but like, I know that the Garmin will help us get out of a pinch, but like I do, I have, I, I think I have always had a first aid kit while we've been on the mountain and the one I actually bought a new one just the other day yesterday because the one I've had has been my blowout kit. It's the one I keep in my truck, you know, my little belt for, you know, when people decide to go stupid, you know, yeah. which or, is, which is like worthless on the mountain unless you've got like, you know, you break a leg and a legs, you know, your bone sticking out of your thigh. Yeah. Um, but I ended up, I bought a first aid kit yesterday. That's got more of like your stings, blisters, nice. you know, stuff like that. Cause that's more practical. And then like with 550 cord, like let's say you do roll yeah. your ankle or break it, right? Like, okay, you know, you're in the fucking woods, break off a branch and make your own Sam, you know, yeah. your own splint. Um, but yeah. Yeah, we we kind of got off track there, but I like it. Yeah, I don't remember where we were coming from with that. Um, we were talking about boots and having yep. the right gear. Yep. Which kind of brings me on to another thought, and this might be fun. Okay. If people want to get involved, I'll give you my five that I would spend the money on. Mm-hmm. Um, Your five things. Yes. Okay. It's boots. Well, I'm gonna put boots with the same category as socks. Yeah. Um, it's my boots, my pack, my food, um, and depending on if it's bow or rifle, mm-hmm. it's my bullets or my arrows. Really? And so this, I don't know anything about picking the right arrows. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah, it's a big deal, and they. I mean, it's just like bullets; they got to go with your barrel. You know, if so, they don't okay, work so well non, with your barrel. Non-weapon related then. Yeah. Yeah, so non-weapon related, it's my it's my pack. Okay. And this one, people may not agree with it, but I'm all about comfort, right? Yeah. Like, we're doing enough to make ourselves uncomfortable. I, I need comfortable underwear. Yeah. Like, I'm not living in a soup can. No. And that's easy to do, yeah. hiking around like that. But that's not like expensive. Like, okay, so like the sacks, like I have the sacks boxers. Yeah. Because they got the little flaps that keep your boys in place. Yeah. That's like 30 bucks. So yeah, like, yeah. I wouldn't consider that like. But people don't spend more than five bucks on themselves in that area. Yeah. You so know? I, good boxers for me, like. Phew. Yeah, that's. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about this enough. <laughs> like, I believe in that. That's that's yeah. my church. <laughs> you know? <laughs> boxers are your church yeah dude yeah because your feet can be you can wash your feet yeah i mean you can you can wash your boys too but like that's a little more personal yeah it's a little rough yeah but if (laughs) there's like the sacks underwear those things will take care of you yeah okay Um, so you got pack my boots yep my socks which i will put them in one okay uh underwear my pack and then I will go, that's what it is, my base layers. Oh, yeah? You can go wrong in base layers. A hundred percent. And this is not a, a plug. Like, I have no involvement with Everly Stock other than the fact that I, I like what they do. I run the air base, um, base layers from them. And in elk season, I... I hunt in like 
central, northern, central-ish kind of Idaho. There's always a point in the year you get one gnarly rainstorm. Yeah. Which is where I came up with my five. Okay. Because you get soaked. Like, you can have the best gators. You can have the best weatherproofing. Everything the best. You are going to be soaked from head to toe. Yeah. So, with these air base, um, base layers, I would dry off in five minutes. Like, I could just pull my shirt up or take my shirt off if I'm glassing and just let the air breeze right right through it. And it cools me off insanely quick. If I'm hiking around, I'm sweating, it's the same thing. It's They keep me warm, like insanely warm. Yeah. Um. So that's my five. I'm going to have a hard time with five. I, I had a hard time too. I didn't think I would. Yeah. So I haven't I haven't picked boots yet. So I, I kind of feel like I, because I, I run either my Solomons mm-hmm. or my Danners. Yeah. And I haven't I haven't upgraded yet, but I, that's on that's on my list yeah. when I feel like I've got a pair of boys to fucking go actually buy five hundred dollars four hundred dollars boots. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna leave boots off because I think that's important. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna go with um, pack two. Yeah. Right, because I think having a good load bearing frame is is important and yeah. being comfortable. Um, so pack boxers, mm-hmm. I think obviously. Um, <sighs> sleeping bag yeah for me because I, mm-hmm. I, I get cold yeah. and when i get cold like i get cold fast and i feel like i stay cold yeah um and so that that's a big one is that three um i'm gonna go with um pants yeah and i'm gonna go yeah i'm gonna go with like your your mid layer so pants and a long sleeve shirt of some kind yeah so i'm gonna wrap those into one because like i use eberly stock stuff right mm-hmm. so i like the the Bruno hoodie, I think, is my favorite because it keeps the sun off and it's super light, and it does it does kind of keep me warm in like you know mid morning. Um, but then I also like the ones with the vent the vents on the sides. Yes, because like I get hot. What are I, those? The afterburners. The afterburners, yeah, because yeah. that's what you've got too. Yes, and those are sweet because when you zip those up, yeah, from like they go just below your knee to like mid thigh. Yeah. And uh, it zips, unzips, so, it, yeah, it creates a little bit of an air circulation, so that feels good. So that's, that's four. And then I'm going to go with glass. Ooh. Yeah. That's something. So, like, I, I definitely feel like over time I've turned into a bit of a snob with glass, and I, and I contribute that to the fact, you know, when I competed, mm-hmm. you know, I have a fucking Mark V on my <laughs> – I have a Mark V on my hunting rifle because I just took it off my match gun. Yeah. But, like, I like being able to see – what is a Mark V? A Leopold Mark V? Okay. It's their, um, I would say it's like. Is there like a range of like three to nine? Yeah, on their five. So yeah. mine's a five to 25. Yeah, so you're you're specific to long range. Yeah. So like I could count eyelashes. Dang. At, you know, 600 yards. <laughs> um, but like, you know, they've got their Mark V. Uh, I think it's a three to 18, mm-hmm. which like if I if I could afford one right now, and if they had them in stock, because I don't think that they're like anywhere in stock, Jeez. I would put a three to eighteen, a Mark V three to eighteen on my seven mag. Nice, because like I mean, I I don't think that you need any more than mm-hmm. ten power. Like honestly, ten power will get you anything that you want. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, you know. Um, but I think that that would be my five. So yeah. glass, glass, sleeping bag, mid layer, boxers, mm-hmm. and pack. Yeah. 
because like I totally agree. You know, you're making yourself so uncomfortable. Like, might as well put a little bit of effort into making yourself comfortable. Yeah. And oh man, and as like a total hygiene thing, it's like I'm a germaphobe as fuck. <laughs> like dude wipes. Dude wipes. Did I just take that out of your mouth? Nope. Nope. Dude wipes. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, they make you smell pretty because you and I smell disgusting. You feel pretty, too. You feel pretty. Mm-hmm. And you don't get what I call camper's ass. Yeah. When you just got to sit down on something and kind of get that itch out. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like, it was funny because, like, this last weekend I brought my uh, dead downwind spray. And you are, like, using it like deodorant, like deodorant because it was so bad. Yeah. Um, that, that was bad. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so that's we've learned a lot. What else? Um, so let's get back into deer early season because I think okay. a lot of people don't see this as much of a challenge. Or maybe I didn't. I know that. Mm-hmm. And I definitely approached it with you as like, oh, this isn't that big of a deal. Yeah, it'll be easy. I expected it to be like yeah. one and done. Well, and I think there's a couple things at play here. Um, it's our elevation. And I think there's something to be said about this smoke. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. It's pretty bad. I I mean, I like to think that I'm not the only one affected by the smoke. Yeah. These animals live in it. Like they know where to go to get out of it, you know? And on top of that, it's not, it's something they deal with. But it's not something like we could walk, we could leave. Yeah. In, in our, into our safe place. Right. To deal with it. And I would assume it's probably not the same, but they have that as well. So kind of, I just threw that out there because it just creeped up. No, you're good. But uh, this is where we're at. We started at what? Well, we started at about 7,000 feet elevation. Yep. And then we went down to like prime elk country. Yeah. Prime. Like this, I still love thinking about that spot. Yeah. Well, it's a great spot. It was really pretty too. Beautiful. But then after that, we went low to like, like four, wicked low. lower than 4,000 feet. Yeah. Mistake. But we needed to do it. Yeah. We needed to know, you know, kind of going back to our like, don't spend all this money if you don't have to. Like, if you can hunt close to town or home, like, yeah. do it. We did, though. I mean, like, we were no more than three hours away. Yeah. In any spot. Oh, except for, no, except for when we drove up to 9,000. We were yeah. probably about four and a half. That was insane. Yeah. Which I'm going to end up doing again. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's because we ruled all these things out. And mm-hmm. it's not that animals aren't there, but we made the decision together we want more exposure to these animals. And I think paying attention to your migration lines and knowing what deer do in certain times of year is something that I should have known better. See, and I don't know. Right. Yeah. And that's something I told you is like, Hey, that's something like, and actually I was looking at, um, a book, yeah. ordering a book on, you know, uh, mule deer patterns and tactics yeah. and stuff yeah. like that. And actually, so I was, so another, another Eastman's deal. I was yeah. reading the, cause I got Eastman's bow hunting, nice. the journal. So I was on the can the other day reading it and I was reading a thing with Dan Picard and he's talking about, 
I think he was talking specifically about uh, elk. I don't really remember. But he was like, actually, if you've got an area that you're interested in going, find the biologist. Oh. And I was like, oh, I never would have thought about that. You know, find the biologist, send him a note, and just be like, hey, you know, I'm thinking about this area. You know, what do you think? You know, can you share any information on, you know, the types of animals that you're seeing, you know, the pressure, yada, 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 right? Working through that type of, of information with the biologist and he's like you know you may or may not get back to or from them they may or may not have information depending on how often they're out in the field anything like that but he's like you know that's one way that i can start to rule out locations if i Mm -hmm. you know before i actually go put boots on the ground or decide to spend time in an area yeah you know which we sh- we should have done something but like that. I never yeah. would have thought about that yeah. though. You know, like it was just one of those things that I was like, oh yeah, yeah, and maybe we lose out on our experience. You know, because I'm sure Dan, he's done exactly what we've done. <laughs> yeah. Like holy crap, man! Is it me? Am I picking the right area, or am I not doing this well? Right. You know, and thankfully. I can piggyback off you and the people you know. And these guys are so humble to just share their knowledge because if you don't know, the hunting groups are very hush-hush. Yeah, very they, picky. They, do, they don't care. They're not sharing. Um, and it doesn't mean they're bad people or, like, not your friend. It's just that's how it goes. Like, that is that is what it is. Yeah. Kind of like you and I haven't mentioned any of the places we've actually been to. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> if you tell, I'll kill you. Yeah. I know where you sleep. <laughs> um, actually, we didn't find anything, so yeah. we might be good. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's actually another thing that I am I'm kind of want to bring up is is both something that I feel like I'm learning. Mm-hmm. And also, I'd be curious to know what other people have to say is, how long do you spend in an area before you rule it out? Yeah. Because, like... For the most part, kind of, because our schedules are relatively opposite right now, and yeah. it's getting worse for the rest of, you know, for the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, is, like, we could only afford a day, maybe two if we really pushed it, up until mm-hmm. this last weekend, because I got a day off and you had kind of a rotation change. Yeah. And, because, uh, like, we could only do one-day trips, but we would put miles in. Yeah. Right? It's our recon trips. Yeah. So I guess a question to the general population is, is how long do you spend in an area before you're like, this is a bust or, Hey, maybe I didn't see anything, but kind of like we did this weekend, all signs, you know, all points, whatever, everything says we're good to go. Yeah. Cause we went to the area where they should be and we ruled out animals being there, which I feel like we did a good job, you know, in yeah. that in that category. Yeah. Like, we could have really sent it home by waking up early mm-hmm. and, like, being in the weather. Yeah. I think it, so at 7,000 feet, um, I think we probably could have, we probably could have hit a couple more ridges to send it home. Yeah. Because I think that they were up there. Yeah. It was just a matter of putting in more distance and kind of looking through some, because another thing that I saw in in Dan's article was like, hey, if you're gonna pick a spot, like don't pick a spot that you're gonna have to like legitimately relocate to. Yeah. You know, like pick a spot that's like, hey, if I'm gonna go spend three or four days here, right? Like I wanna have, you know, three or four different drainages with a couple different vantage points that I could check out. Yeah. You know? And so like I feel like 
at 7,000 feet. You know, we had we, we put in some time kind of going around the mountain so we could look at several areas. So I think we did good there. Yeah. But I think when we came down to the 3,000 foot area, 4,000 foot, you know, we had we had one canyon more or less with a couple different drainage that we could kind of see into. Yeah. But we didn't give effort on that one. Not really, no. We yeah. saw a bear, like we, a legit bear. Yeah. Which but is cool. to kind of describe this area, which I think is important, mm-hmm. you know, especially to know if we did something wrong or if we did something good. This area was very desert as it was building into mountainous. Yeah. Um, which mule deer are fine in desert. Like, yeah. That's okay with them. It's very sagebrushy. Yeah. Ex- it, and it was like dry. It was just super dry. Yeah. I, I don't remember seeing water. Uh, I did. Maybe puddles? Yeah. Or no, there was like a, a there was small. Yeah, it was a spring because I stepped in and I was pissed. Yeah, that's right. Um, But in these fingers, we saw that's where the green was is these pines. Like vegetation that would that was just in these specific areas, and when I imagine what I want in this hunt is, you know, avalanche shoots, um, thin timber with vegetation, where you know they these animals can get out of the heat of day, you know, and switching sides without being seen, or if something's coming up to stalk them, that's not a hunter. They can easily get out of there. Right. Um, in in this area, I didn't feel that. I don't know about you. I felt like it had the possibility, but just it didn't offer what we got from our last spot. Yeah. Yeah. I felt like where we were was wintering grounds. Yeah. You know, um, or, or the migration to wintering grounds. Yeah. Um, because like I've been in that area a little bit further, kind of where we were, God, like a month and a half ago, two months ago. Right. You know, I've been up there in March and like you see, I mean, it's bedding areas for days. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but that's March. Yeah. So, um, but yeah. So kind of looking ahead, I haven't been in this area that I'm going to, but you and I looked at the map. And it's about 9,200 feet. And I'm excited. Like, it's going to be a solo trip. I'm going to e-bike in there. I'm going to cheat cheat my way in. <laughs> um, but it's going to be glassing. Like, I am not going to be moving around very much. Um, and kind of like, let's go with an audible pack dump. Pack what, dump? Yeah, oh, what I'm going to bring. Okay. So I'm obviously going to bring my five because I already have them. Like this is yeah. what I purchased, um, which my boots, the Hoffman boots, they're freaking awesome. Yeah. And whatever socks I can get that, you know, my feet don't sweat like crazy. In, right. And they don't hold that stink. Yeah. Uh, so some kind of like smart wool. Like they're spendy, but I feel like that's what I'd spend my money on. Right. And uh, a lightweight stove, like a jet boil. Yeah. I have two if you want to borrow one. Yeah. Um, I might do that. Yeah. Actually, I think I have one. You do? Yeah. Um, and my dry food. Yep. Uh, 
So I love and hate Mountain House. <laughs> They're so salty. They are. They're bad. Yeah. But that's like the point of them, though, right? You're it's sweating. Like, yeah, it's like the backpacker's version of sugar-free gummy bears. <laughs> like, everybody's got a story for mountain houses. <laughs> Literally, everyone. Uh-huh. Like, you watch, you can go on any hunting channel, and they're like, yeah, freaking mountain houses, man. It's about tear me up. <laughs> well, it's no different for me. <laughs> uh, but... You know, it's it is what it is. Like, I can't afford to go the other route, and I haven't discovered any other options yeah. that work for me. So, I'm gonna bring two bladders of water as well. Yeah, because I don't really want to get caught in a situation where I have to hope my filter is working. Mm-hmm. Only to find out you're fucked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and that's a very abrupt, abrupt reality. Yeah. And I don't want that. Yeah. It's a long drive, long bumpy drive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's actually something I'll change. So I'm fine using a bladder early season mm-hmm. because it won't freeze. Yeah. But when you get to mid-late season, it'll freeze up on you. No kidding. Yeah, I had that happen last year. Ooh. Um, so, like, in my bag now. Did you put uh, it in your pants? No. Did you warm it up? No. <clears throat> Probably could have, but. Probably should have. That's uh, okay. I don't need it <laughs> tasting like sweaty balls. <laughs> no, I, uh, so I, in my bag now, I actually put in, um, I've got my one, it's not a thermos. It's like the Yeti double wall tumbler. Ooh. So that way it doesn't freeze. But yeah. then on the inside, I've got my Nalgene bottle, my 32 ounce yeah, yeah. Nalgene bottle in hopes that that one won't freeze. Yeah. So that way I still have enough water. Cause like in, in late season, you know, I'll be camping out of my truck mm-hmm. so I can come back and fill it up with a five gallon water yeah and be good to go but yeah yeah so i guess where i was where we were going with that new spot is the scenery and that is going to be determined because there's only so much e-scouting you get yeah i'm excited about it i found a really good glassing spot this time and I know what I'm I, – I have an expectation of what I should be getting into okay. and finding it, yep. you know, which is something we talked about last time is I was unprepared in that place because yeah. we got in late. Yeah, we did. And we had to, like, really make a quick decision on where we're going to camp, which led to you almost dying from that bear attack. <laughs> the cow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so but, you're going out this weekend. Yeah. I won't be able to go out this weekend because mm-hmm. uh, you're leaving – what Friday probably, Thursday, mm, Sunday. Oh, that's right, because your schedule changes. Yeah, yeah, and I've got plans this weekend. Mm-hmm. But I'll probably, I'll probably go out scouting next weekend. Mm-hmm. I got to look at my calendar. Yeah, because you will be gone. But then that way, at least eyes will be out there. So that way, yeah, everything will be good. Still got thirty days on this tag. Yeah. so I think we're trending in the right direction. Yeah, I think we're narrowing it down. Mine. Mine starts in one month and four days. I also, which this tag I'm really excited about, drew the Unit 43 elk rifle tag. Yep. Which a couple buddies of mine are hunting right now, and they're absolutely just killing it. Getting all sorts of talking. Yeah, Yeah, every day. Which every other person I've talked to said nobody's talking. Yeah. They're not getting anything. 
That's elk hunting, right? <laughs> so. All right, dude. What else? I feel like um, a thank you's in order. Thanks for letting me be a part of this. Yeah. Thank you. This is actually your idea. Yeah. Sitting down and kind of decompressing and, and sharing. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, um, you know, I don't know how often we can do this kind of with schedules and shit, but we'll have to sit yeah. down and either maybe next week after you're done mm-hmm. with your uh, your trip up there yeah. and uh, sit back down and keep talking and talking yeah. it out because I feel like, you know, I, I know we're not the only person with these types of woes. Yeah. So uh, I hope we get some answers. Yeah, we asked a lot of questions. Yeah. So I didn't take I didn't take note of all the questions. So if anybody has anything that they got a knee jerk reaction to, uh, hooking a, a couple brothers up. Yeah. Yeah, because we're learning every day. Yeah. Okay. Sweet. Thanks, Thanks man. Bro.